Morning team, nice to be company, to have your company. It's lovely. It's Wednesday. Deck the halls with boughs of hollies. We get ever nearer the special day. Nothing to do with Christianity. The special days, of course. And Steve Allen takes his holiday this year. The annual Steve Allen trek will be going absolutely nowhere at all, I'm afraid. But more details of that a little bit later on. Uh, also this morning, we take, as you know, your texts and emails, 84850stevedlbc.co.uk. There's a lovely line, actually, and I can't remember where the line is. It must be in the, uh, it must be in the paper today, and it must be in Jane Moore's column, because I thought it summed me up really well, actually. And uh, she was talking about um, footballer's girlfriend, Danielle Lloyd, you know, really bright, intelligent girl. Oh, Shil Pachetti. Oh, racism. And apparently she had a nervous breakdown after seeing an I Hate Daniel Lloyd face uh, page on Facebook. And Jane Moore says, if Miss Lloyd, right, we've got a picture of her there, is to carry on in this business, they call show, she has to develop a thicker skin. As the great Tallulah Bankhead once said, I have enemies I've never even met. That's fame. You see? And it's quite true, actually. If enemies you've never met, that means you're very, very famous indeed. So there's loads of stories. Oh, I'll tell you, the p- pictures in the story, the pictures in the papers today are really just getting to me, I'm afraid. Early on, at the moment, because I come in, and I come in all, you know, la, 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 fairly sort of happy little soul, you know, pick up the papers. As I'm waiting for the lift to arrive, which is generally about five seconds, because it's always there, I sort of quickly flip to the front pages, and then they go, oh, and I, there's always something that by the time I've stepped out of the lift on the third floor, I'm in a foul mood. It just kind of gets me. I can't... Oh, I know I've forgotten to pick up. I've left my uh, email. I knew I'd forgotten to do something. My emails are up on the computer. My emails. Yeah. Which would be nice. I knew I'd printed something. I was suddenly looking around thinking, what have I done with those? How stupid am I? Wait a minute. I didn't put them in there, did I? Just, just have a quick check. Yeah, they're on the printer. On the printer. Daft. And br- daft as a brush. Anyway, and I, the, the thing that annoyed me this morning is the, the line-up for Strictly Come Dancing. To be honest with you, I mean... As, as we call it around our way, Pansy Potter time. That's where a lot of sort of naff people who don't have any work go on television, earn more money than you and I have ever seen in a lifetime. And believe you me, when I tell you that they earn approximately 30,000 quid, that's what they earn. We know this because Brian Capron told us. And what you do is you get the money if you're kicked out on week one or whether you survive to the very end of it. It makes not one scrap of difference. Not one scrap of difference. So the, the lineup of faded old has-beens is as follows, as you probably know. But I've put my own spin on it. First of all, they've got uh, the estranged wife of Rolling Stone. So it'll be Gown Sugar. Gown Sugar, OK. Make out your own gags as we go through. Uh, so Jo will be there. Now, I don't know if she can dance or not, but we'll have to wait and see. Also, former England star... Uh, Phil Tufnell. Let's hope they sober him up for it. Most programmes I've seen him on, he looks, looks completely off his trolley. It was a waste of space, I'm afraid, in the jungle. He says here, I'm a cricketer who can't dance. The main thing is to enjoy it. No, what you're doing, Phil, let's be honest, you're just trousering 30,000 quid. You've got no intention of dancing. You're just a complete prat, I'm afraid. Uh, Natalie Cassidy, still only 26. I'm not sure if that's around the neck or not. Certainly around the ankles. She said, I'm not going on the programme um, to lose weight. I'm going on there to enjoy myself, to put the gowns on and look sexy. Hell will freeze over first, darling. I don't want to be rude about it, but frankly, if you're not working and you can't lose the weight, you might as well go and trouser 30,000 quid. Jade Johnson. No, I had no idea either. Not a flipping clue, I'm afraid. No, not Emma B. No, you see, no, not Emma B. Oh, Emma Bunton you're thinking of. No, no, no. No, this is uh, a long jumper, and he's white. (laughs) So kind of a bit different. Uh, uh, One hit, Ricky Whittle. 
Okay. Think about Ricky Whittle. No, he's gone out the window as well. No, no, he's the one from... That's Ricky Groves. He's from Hollyoaks. Ricky Groves is in it. Because, frankly, the sooner we get him out of EastEnders, the better, because it's just rubbish, I'm afraid. Uh, nice to know Martina Hingis is going in. I cannot believe, quite clearly, if you work for the BBC, they have no problem with you snorting. They have no problem with it at all. Suspended from Wimbledon. She says, I finished with tennis. It's because you've been snorting after Columbia, love. That's why. And the BBC go, oh, that's, come on, come on, come in. And the reason is, I reckon there's tons of people at the BBC who snort every day. Um, I would almost put a million quid on it. I reckon that place is rife. If you did a sweep of the toilets at the BBC, you'd find half a tonne of, of uh, cocaine. I bet you anything. So the BBC go, I don't care if you've done drugs. We, we're the BBC. We stick two fingers up to these, but we don't care. Listen, we've probably got somebody around the corner who'll sell it to you anyway. So, so she's been, you know, chucked out of Wimbledon, and yet they'll put her in Strictly Come Dancing. Frankly, my dear, we don't like you. Uh, Zoe Lucker. Oh, Christ, her again. Now, you remember Zoe Lucker, because she was in, about 300 years ago, Footballers' Wives. She's got a voice like that. Voice be like a fog- foghorn. And then she went on to Loose Women. And then she does one of these makeover programmes, where they faff around. It's, it's just complete poo, I'm afraid. Rav Wilding. Aren't you sick to death of this up-his-own-rear-end bloke? Used to be a policeman... But then, obviously, he's far too pretty to be a policeman. And somebody went, hey, you're really crap on television. Why don't you be a presenter? So Rav goes, I think I will. And so they stick him on a couple of programmes. Then, quite clearly, the BBC go, he is crap, you know. There's nothing we can do with him. I'll tell you what, stick him on Strictly Come Dancing. Unfortunately, he's so into... Oh, look, there's a mirror. Oh, I'm good-looking. You're going to be bored with it. You're also going to be bored with Chris Hollins. Chris Hollins is the BBC sports host. Well, you'd happily hold him face down in a bucket of water. He has got irritant factor. He's a smug little bloke who every Saturday morning, and I have to get him because I get the news, I'm watching the news, and then Lonnie comes and he's done something that he's just irritating. By the time you've seen him on television dance, he's as irritating as Bill Turnbull, who was great doing the news because you don't want newsreaders to smile. I'm not really interested in, in newsreaders sitting there grinning like Cheshire cats. I'm not I'm really not interested. And unfortunately, Chris Hollins is one of these irritants. He's probably about five foot three, something like that. He's, and he obviously rates himself very high. It drives me to distraction. Leila Ruas. Now, you'll have heard of her because uh, she apparently has been on television in, in something. I've got no idea what. I cannot remember. But she's partnered by that grinning gimp, Anton Beek. So uh, Tony Beak will be on there, partner, and he's an irritant as well, isn't he? Uh, Craig Kelly, ex of uh, Coronation Street, but probably best known to most people from Queer as Folk. Very good in that. Uh, the uh, the jockey, Richard Dunwoody. Do you know, most jockeys you know are about three inches tall. Well, quite clearly, the woman who's partnering him, who is Lilia Kopilova, uh, she must be really tiny because he towers over her. So she must be about three foot nothing. Poor soul. Linda Bellingham. Okay, you know, we've seen her a million times before. And Ali Bastian. Go on. Not Hollyoaks. No, you see. No, she's not. She's not. Ali Bastian is not Hollyoaks. She's the bill. She's in the bill. Well, she was probably also £6.3, ounces, but she ain't bloody doing it now, is she? And then the other one, Joe Kalzaki. 
looking a bit, let's just say camp, shall we? I'm sorry, you know, a boxer one minute and the next thing, a little bit light on our feet, let's put on something, something very gary and dance around the floor, shall we? Quite clearly, this man also thinks that he's got something to pass on to us. I've got no idea what it is. He's retired already. He's 37. He agreed to swap the ring for the dance floor. Of course he did, because he's trousering 30,000 quid. There's nothing, don't believe all this spherical objects, ladies. Oh, he's agreed to do this. You know, much soul-searching. Listen, do it. Nobody knows who you are. Stick yourself on television. Irritate the hell out of everybody. So he says here, the undefeated world champion. You ever seen box? Me neither. You know why? Because in boxing, they have this. I mean, I've probably got a belt from boxing as well. I've probably got something. There's probably something at home in an old drawer. I'll probably open it out and they go, oh, there you are. Steve, you were light, middleweight, welterweight, something, you know, in Buenos Aires in 1863. Because that's what they do now in boxing. That's why, you know, it used to make me laugh. Yeah, Frank, Frank, uh, what's his name? Who's the one had a break? Frank Bruno. Frank Bruno, great boxer. <laughs> Rubbish. Rubbish! Absolutely awful, I'm afraid. Absolutely awful. As I say, most of the people that they, uh, they actually got him uh, to fight against were dragged out of old people's homes or the cemetery. That's why Frank Bruno, the only time he was put up against a decent boxer like Mike Tyson, he flattened him in about five seconds. So, actually, talking of boxing, I had to laugh, actually. I've had a quick look on YouTube. If you really want to have a quick look, I'm, I probably shouldn't be telling you this, but if you want to see what the sports editor looks like, training, he's on YouTube. Just go onto YouTube.com and type in Phil Blacker, and you'll, you'll see Phil on there. And uh, he's, he's training, and it's, it's a nice package, actually. And he's done in prowls, really good, very well. He looks really good-looking. Which is a shame, because when he comes in, he doesn't look like that at all in the studio. I mean, I'm actually, most people say, you know, you're actually better, the best-looking person in the building, Steve. Uh, and then I looked at Phil on there, and I thought, blimey, actually, looks quite, quite sort of, quite tasty, ladies. You know, if you know what I'm saying? And he's wearing shorts, quite tight shorts. And uh, if you go, so go, go, go to YouTube and, and type in Phil Blacker. And you get his... You'll love it, I promise you. It'll make, make your day. Also make you feel terribly unfit. Although the day they filmed, he was suffering with a hangover. <laughs> Which kind of adds to it, doesn't it? I always think. 84850, steve at Oh, they've also found the Loch Ness Monster. No, they haven't, because it's a load of old lies, isn't it? I wish people had stopped lying about the... Uh, the, uh, the Loch Ness Monster. It never existed. It was never there. It's a tourist industry for a few balmy people who live around a huge piece of water. And the reason they say that it's never been seen is because it lives in an underground cave. No, it doesn't. It's not there. They're telling lies. Uh, they also say it's vegetarian. Oh, yeah. And they said the reason you can't see it because the loch is so murky. This thing must be about 190 years old by now, I should imagine. And, of course, it's single, so it's never... There's, there's not a family of them. How does it breathe? Apparently it comes up... When? When does it breathe? People have stood there by the side of the lock for donkey's years. The reason it's not there, and they don't get anything... Because it never existed in the first place. We were told that. But why let it spoil a good story? People like that. I dreamt about ghosts last night. I dreamt about ghosts. I dreamt that I saw a ghost. It's only because I'd watched The Amazing Mr Blunden again. And then I was trying to say to people, listen, I know I've always poo-pooed it in the past, but I've just seen one. I've always encouraged ghosts to appear in studios, no matter what time I've been working. I've always said, listen, if you're in the... Hello? Because we're on the site of two very old houses in Leicester Square, which go back to the 1600s, 1700s. There must be ghosts of people in here. Must be a few people murdered. Come on, come through the wall. Come on, now! Of course, what would happen... Yes, it's probably opposite when those lights go on and off. You probably find there's nobody in that building at all. It's been empty for years. And they're looking at us with their little strange wizened faces... It's all very peculiar. Oh, it's quarter past step five. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC 97.3 and it's Wednesday, August the 26th. 
These are the headlines. Ten people have been arrested after riot police had to break up violent clashes between West Ham and Millwall fans. Supporters threw bricks and bottles outside Upton Park where the teams were playing in the Carling Cup. A quarter of seven-year-old boys in England have failed to develop basic writing skills. Government figures also show one in five can't read simple words. And scientists claim watermelons could be the source of renewable energy. A team in America says juice from rejected fruit can be fermented into ethanol biofuel. That'll be nice. I was watching a thing on the television the other day where they took stuff from a melon and they made it into a face cream. And apparently Cindy Crawford uses it. Who the hell wants to look like that if your name's Hugh Broom with the travel? <laughs> a stash of melons here. I know! Ready for processing. I, t- I tell you, I'm bathing in the stuff. Uh, it's amazing what you can make out of anything, quite <laughs> frankly. Uh, right, North Circular, Redbridge Fly of uh, just looking at the... Morning team, 18 minutes past five. Police were busy this morning. Well, they were busy yesterday with the the West Ham and the Millwall fans. Not a bunch of pansies, honestly. It's pathetic, isn't it? Can't even go to a game, girls, can you, without... So, oh, we've got to have a fight, go have a fight... Isn't it pathetic? How embarrassing, you know. What, what team do you just put West Ham? Unfortunately, we've got the girly element who want to go out there and cause trouble. Same for Millwall, because we're hard, aren't we? But as hard as powder puffs, I'm afraid. It's pathetic, it really is. And the police were busy up at, um, there's a club. I think it must be underneath a Lebanese restaurant down Piccadilly Way, past the Ritz, called Falkradine. And, uh, again, four police wagons out there, an ambulance. Some bloke, or some woman, sitting by the side of the road, a bit further back, sobbing her heart out. You know, for the, I've, I've got no idea. I'm sitting in the back of the car thinking, God, honestly, why do these people just go home to bed, do us all a favour? I can't remember ever being in a nightclub thinking, they must start a fight. And anyway, there's two blokes, uh, they're kind of American. You know they're American because they're really loud. And, uh, OK, we're looking for a cab, guys, OK? Doesn't sound at all convincing, does it? It's the best I can manage. So anyway, so in front, next to us, there is a minicab, a licensed minicab. He's touting! He's touting because one of the guys goes up and they're obviously want, they obviously want to get away from this ghastly scene there. And then he comes out the window and goes, oh, hey, guys, this, uh, this guy here says he'll do it for 40 quid. I'm thinking, oh, so a rip-off minicab as well. I've taken his number, actually, and I'm reporting him to the police because it's totally illegal. You can take their licence away from them. Totally illegal to tout. They have to be pre-booked. This guy was touting by the side of the street. Absolute waste of space. Waste of space. Behind him was a licensed taxi. And having rejected the 40 quid from the... The, uh, the, uh, the bloke who was driving the minicab. I mean, quite clearly he was a drug dealer. You could tell straight away. Only had to look at him to realise a drug dealer and probably raped women as well. Because many of these minicab drivers, I tell you, you, you don't get in their cabs unless you've pre-booked so you know where they've come from. You don't know who this guy is. He might have just nicked that cab, killed the driver somewhere, dumped him in a hedge and be driving around. 40 quid. You've only got to do three of these jobs a night. He's doing 120, 150, 200 quid. Is he paying tax? Is he ever? No, he's not. Uh, Steve, I'm sick of Tess Daly, says Amanda. She's in the Daily Mail every day in her bikini, showing how slim she is eight weeks after giving birth. I know. She's writing a book, though. She's writing a book on children. And you think to yourself, so she's had kids, like loads of other women. It's pathetic, isn't it? It is pathetic. Uh, 84850. Mr. Allen, why don't you Google Joe Kalzaki, very good boxer? Yeah, oh dear, yeah, all of them. They prance around the ring like ninnies, ladies and gentlemen, that's what they do. Yeah, because they've fought a lot of people. I've never heard of anybody who's ever fought before, and you haven't either. Uh, another one here, Linda Bellingham, famous for getting her bits out in 70s soft porn films. Do you know, I read something in the paper. I can't tell you what it is, because it was so horrendous. But it was... Uh... All right, did we get the emails down? Oh, 
schooled on us. It's hopeless, isn't it? You do your best with them, but the trouble is when they get past a certain age. Yes, and Linda Bellingham has two teenage sons, and they discuss sex with her. And when I say they discuss sex, they discuss sex. She did an interview the other way. I can't, I can't tell you what she said, but I was so horrified, I thought, oh, la, 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 you know. <laughs> 84850, steve at It's fantastic. It really is. Very... Actually, there's another story about police in the paper today. Jacqueline Felton and Michael Aldred have booked the perfect wedding date, 999. That's good. They're going to tie the knot on September the 9th. And Michael, 29, said we love our jobs and each other, so we couldn't resist the day. Good for them. It's always nice. It can't be much fun being a copper in this day and age. You know, you've really got... As I say, when you have to deal with the with the pansy Millwall and West Ham fans who decide to go out there fighting because they're girls, and then the people are fighting up at... And you just think to yourself, God, blimey, who'd want to be a copper in this day and age? The answer is nobody. Not for the, not for the money they're paying. Although, actually, strangely enough, I read a an item a short while ago in a paper that said that some coppers could make, with overtime, 60, 70 grand a year. I'm joining up straight away. I reckon they've got a uniform to fit me. Amanda Holden has blasted Piers Morgan, saying he doesn't deserve his place on the Britain's Got Talent panel. Well, everybody's always said that. Yeah, exactly. And, you, and your claim to fame, Amanda, is what, love? What is your claim to fame? Apart from the fact that, I mean, I was horrified... I was genuinely horrified. Having seen her on Alan Carr's show, all but briefly, because it's just a waste of television space, uh, I didn't realise what a foul mouth she's got. I had no idea. And also, how much they make her up for Britain's Got Talent. I mean, she must sit there for about three days beforehand. She really might, It's just really awful. And she's saying that Piers Morgan doesn't have a right to be there. But as we just pointed out, what's she done? She started on Blind Date. She was pretty lame on that. And, uh, and then she married Les Dennis. And, uh, and then she cheated on him, with uh, that other bloke, didn't she? Neil, Neil Morrissey. Bless your heart. Very nice today. All right. Seems fairly happy. <laughs> they all look a bit worried when they come to the studio, people. I've no idea why. Probably speedos at dawn. Anyway, and, um... <laughs> worrying. <laughs> so, where was I? Yeah, so Amanda Holden sits there, despair. She's got no talent. I've seen her acting on programmes. Lame. I've seen her in Richmond, even worse. Even worse. You know when you see these people out and you suddenly... Re- Pam Ayres said to me once, she was walking down the street and a woman stopped her and said, um, you're that Pam Ayres off the television. She said, I am. She said, my God, they do you up for the telly, don't they? She said... She, I went, thank you. Because there's no answer to that, is there? There's no answer to, to what you're supposed to look like on the television. But, of course, it's caked in makeup. I mean, if you saw Lorraine Kelly... You know, out on the streets without her makeup on, she'd still have her breasts resting in wheelbarrows. You know, there'd be no difference at all. Oh, you're gorgeous. I love you. You're wonderful. You're marvellous. Oh, look, here's this fat girl off the television, and we're going to help her lose weight. In fact, we're all going to lose weight. Very difficult, isn't it? If you're on telly, can't afford to be uh, can't afford to be fat. Radio, dead easy. Absolutely easy peasy. Oh, Joe Swash is going back to the jungle, not as a contestant. He's going as a presenter. I know, I think they must have run out of ideas or something. And Victoria Beckham has landed a part in another US show. Uh, she will next month join Michael Jackson's sister Latoya to co-host daytime talk show The View. Latoya is as mad as a brush. Mad as a brush. Vic is mad. Oh, I did see it yesterday. Many of you wrote in and saying, have you seen the one show while Aid is off uh, together with Hi you? And uh, who did they put on the other day? And I, um, I saw it. And it was John Sargent and Mylene Class. <gasps> Dear God above! Small wonder these people haven't got permanent jobs. Bloody awful. That's the only way I can do John Sargent 
a bumbling ninny, a nincompoop, and Mylene Class... Well, it bears no resemblance to the person doing a hair advert on the television. No resemblance at all. Looked like she was wearing somebody else's. She can't conduct an interview for love nor money. They're really, really awful. I'd forgotten just how, how bad they both were. Amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. Anyway, 84850, uk. We weave them all in. Steve, the World Athletic Championship has just finished. At the time I was thinking, where's the so-called long jumper, Jay Johnson? She was... Oh, it's a woman, is it? Oh, I thought it was a bloke. She was always injury prone and had lots of excuses for losing. I think she's been chosen for the dancing show because somebody said you could be the new Alicia Dixon. It's an easy way to earn a quick 30 grand. Going to get me on the show? Actually, I do know a couple of people on the show. I can't tell you who I know on the show because I, you know, I'm not one of those people who spills the beans. I've got a lot of showbiz friends, a lot of confidants, and they tell me things and I don't tell. I'm not a kiss-and-tell person. I've been offered fortunes before now. I've been offered £100,000 to spill the beans on a couple of major celebrities because I know about them, because I've been out with them. Get my drift. And, and they've said, would you... Would you I've said, no, but I've got a small video film you might like to buy. <laughs> uh, good, bro- good news, says Dan in Harrow. Big Brother is to officially end after next year. Well, that's what they've said... I don't think they're going to kill the cash cow because it still makes them quite a few million quid. And anything that makes a few million quid in this day and age when when things are a bit tight, I think they'll hang on to. Chris Hollins is among many smug presenters at the BBC, along with Jeremy Paxman and somebody I've never heard of. Actually, I don't mind Jeremy Paxman too much. I'm one of these people who's not enamoured with him, but I think he's a very good interviewer. I mean, you're right, there is a certain smugness, but this Chris Hollins drives you mad. If you don't know him, Google him. I'm sure you'll, you'll find him. Actually, on the subject of Wikipedia... Which, uh, which we weren't, they're now bringing in loads of people who are going to vet it. No more will people just be able to change things very quickly. They're going to have people who will vet it, which is very good news. And the other good news is all of those of you who download illegal films and illegal music, Mr Mandelson, Pizzi to his friends, is going to bring in some legislation that will terminate your computer. They will terminate... Your thing, because you know, I've explained to you before, that there are only three servers in this country who supply everything. It only goes through three people. Once they found you, and it takes like that quickly, they will terminate you. You will never ever be able to go on a computer again. It will be as simple as that. They will terminate you. He said because too many people are downloading illegal stuff, and uh, and for that reason, they're going to stop it. We've said before that if you start downloading films, your supplier can just switch you off. It doesn't, doesn't take anything for them to do it. They've got millions of other people, but you'll never get on a computer again. Imagine how some of you's lives would change. You know, you'd be really, really upset because you have nobody to talk to. You know, you'd have nobody to talk to. Nobody, you wouldn't be able to go on there and sort of Google things. You wouldn't be able to sort of check the LBC website. And all because you went to an illegal website and you downloaded films or music because you had no intention of paying for it. You know, I've said to you before, download illegal films, you're funding kiddie porn. But of course you know that, because that's why you do it. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Apparently, uh, Katie Price has now said, Peter's having a nervous breakdown. Also, she said, um, I, I got over him very quickly. Um, she's come up with the usual sort of garbage, I'm afraid. She says, see, I haven't shed a tear over Pete. Of course you have, love. Of course you have. Because he walked out on you. Because you're pants. Because you're naff. And because you can't keep anybody for more than five minutes. Because they suddenly realise what a vile old hag you are. And that's the simple reason that you have to make the television programmes where you're constantly knocking him. Of course he's affecting you. Must be lovely. I bet he's loving it. 
But she says here, I think he's having a nervous breakdown. She's saying, ahead of this court case, he's not in the right frame of mind. Although I have to be honest, there was a piece in the paper the other day that said Peter Andre is, uh, is going to be singing for Muhammad Ali as a tribute. I thought, I don't think that's a tribute. I think that's a prison sentence. He's going to be singing for Muhammad Ali. Why? This is LBC. Morning, everybody. I thought it wouldn't take long to find it. You know, the... Uh, was it? The, it's the... Uh, compare the market.com. Compare the meerkat.com. Simples. Then just that. Racist. Racist. Been branded racist. I thought it wouldn't take too long for some prat to come out the woodwork on this one. No, 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 not again. No, you'll never believe what it's against. I mean, even though it's a talking meerkat and nobody's quite fathomed this one out, you know. Simples. Apparently, it's been delivering the catchphrase in an East European accent. There's always going to be one, isn't there? The, uh, the Guardian newspaper columnist Peter Jones criticised them for making a joke of Ukrainian and Latvian pronunciation. I didn't think it was Latvian or anything else like that, but obviously Mr Jones, who has a girlfriend who is Ukrainian, Killjoy Jones as he's known, says, My girlfriend turned to me and says, I don't like this advert. <laughs> Compare my girlfriend.com. Compare the market.com. She says, It is very offensive to me. And he says, it struck me how racist it was to parody what is now a significant part of the British population in this way. Oh, go away, you boring old girl's blouse. What a... Perhaps we should give her money. Perhaps we should give her some money. I mean, it is absolutely pathetic. Mark Vile of CompareTheMarket.com says, Our Alexander adverts are in no way intended to cause offence. Oh, there's always some prat somewhere, isn't there? Oh, I'm sorry, I find this offensive. Why do why you do these jokes about me? You should be actually very thankful that people find this a very successful advert. If it wasn't successful, nobody would be going to it. They find it very successful, and, and they absolutely love it. Watchdogs have also rejected nine viewers. Do you think people just sit there? Nine prats out there who complained about the Chinese accent which is used in the Uncle Ben's wok rice. So they c- nine people complained about it. Nine saddos, I'm afraid. The Advertising Standards Authority said the ad about a father cooking for his son and girlfriend was unlikely to cause offence. All these people are prats, aren't they? You have to laugh at them. I think point and laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, we laugh at you. You know, that kind of thing. It's an advert about rice. Who eats the most rice? The Chinese, I would think. And why? It's a Chinese person doing it, I think. Why would that be effective? Oh, I'll tell you, some people are so stupid, aren't they? They really are. It's just, you have to, you just give up with them, don't you? You think, oh. Oh, good news is, Kelly, uh, Kerry Katona, her bankruptcy order is staying. Now, that means that any money this old bag earns goes to her creditors. In other words, she can't just wipe off the debt, and they've decided to leave it in place. So the papers tell us. As I say, I believe about 50% of what I read in the, pa- what I read in the papers and the other 50 I take with a pinch of salt. And so that's good news, because she's dropped by Iceland, who might be hiring Peter Andre. That would be quite a good move, wouldn't it? That'd be one in the eye. And what he could do is he could have the kids in there as well. And he could have the kids and go, you know, if you're a single man, this food is delicious. Don't let your old bag of a wife touch it. Oh, that could be great. Go on, Pete, do it. Go on, I'll, I'll back you on that one. I think that's a brilliant idea. Apparently, one of, uh, one of Katie Price's closest friends, her makeup artist, whose name is... We've forgotten. And uh, he said, I've tried to tell her, but I don't think she's, she's coping very well at the moment. I've tried to give her advice. Who on earth would want advice from some naff northern queen, thank you very much indeed, wearing more makeup than the client? I'm sorry. Do me a favour. It's not going to happen, is it? But Kerry Katona is going to have surgery to rebuild her drug-ravaged nose. Apparently, she's determined never to dabble again. 
Yeah, right. How many times have we heard this? Once, twice, three, four, seven, eight, nine. Well, I make it about nine times, and that's only the ones I can remember. She's never going to do drugs ever again. <laughs> you, know, you can just imagine, can't you, a little bit? From, I'm only doing a little bit. She says she's realised how close she's come to losing everything. Apparently, if she pays for an op to rebuild her nose, it will act as an incentive never to be tempted again. What a load of old crap, isn't it? I mean, what, what a load of old rubbish. Pat, this is her uh, stepsister, uh, claims that uh, she'd taken up to £250 of cocaine a day. So? I'm sorry, I've said before, I don't really care. I really don't, I really don't care. Do you know, there was a man the other day on the television, he'd read on the internet that injecting fat into your willy made it bigger. OK? Because he's seen the operation, because they did it on the television. They did it on The Word ages ago, where they've got two... I think it's two Italian doctors, and they do penis enlargement. And he'd seen that what they do is they take fat from your body and inject it into your penis. Unfortunately, he didn't realise that the fat in your body is different from the fat in your fridge. So he gets a block of lard out of the fridge... He melts it and injects it himself into his willy. It turns septic. You can imagine. They're going, this stuff, when it sets, goes hard. It's just, you know, the fat in your body is completely different. It's, it's fluid all the time. This man was so stupid that he, he did that. And then the doctors have to go, yep, that's the kind of thing we see in accident and emergency. Apparently, the amount of people who go in with milk bottles up their bottom is apparently on the increase. I mean, have you ever heard... I mean, good Lord. The nurses must sit there and go, you won't believe what we've got out there now. A silvercrin bottle. I mean, I can't believe it either. And then there was somebody else. The most common problem... The most common problem is cotton buds breaking off in your ear. Well, I've never had a cotton bud break off in my ear. This bloke managed to not only break the cotton bud off, but it entered his ear channel and they couldn't get it back out again. He had to have an operation to try and get this thing back out again. And the doctor's advice is, don't ever, ever put cotton buds in your ear. And my argument is, because I do, what do they make them for? What are they used for? I thought cotton buds were for those important little places. And that's why people use cotton buds. But they said, don't ever put cotton buds in your ear. And I thought, well, I'm, I'm sorry, but I do. I do. Richard Hakey's weather doesn't look promising for today. The advice is take an umbrella under my umbrella. Heavy, heavy rain spreading from the west to the east throughout the morning. Mostly cloudy, the odd patch of light rain. Just while I never got the car cleaned yesterday. Uh, currently 15 centigrade. It'll rise to 19. Sunset 8.01 tonight. Cloudy but dry and feeling muggy below 18 centigrade. Tomorrow, dry but cloudy most of the day, some sunshine by late afternoon. But it's today, heavy rain spreading from the west. And it'll just come down. It'll be terrible. And uh, so take an umbrella. What did I not bring today? An umbrella. What did I bring in? Melon. That lot of blooming use, that is. Hardly hide your body under a melon, can you? Although it's... Although I will look younger. Because I saw it on the television the other day on one of these shopping-type channel things. Might have been... I can't remember which one it was. And they said, Cindy Crawford uses this. And they went to a farm and they realised that there are certain melons, look like a cantaloupe to me, or it's, and they said, look, look at the skin of this melon. It holds its shape for a long, long time. And the reason is, it's melon. And, and they said, but look at this melon, it's gone all rotten. You think, yeah, because that's a rotten melon. And they go, so what we've done is we've scooped out the inside of this melon, we've put this, this, old, con- sorry, this old bloke in a white coat... 
And he's gone, the property's in this melon, and we've now made it into a luxurious cream, which we're selling to you today for only £49. And I'm thinking, you know, women, you must be more gullible than I thought you were. So they put this on the face and they go, because you look like Cindy Crawford. No, you don't. She's paid a huge amount of money to endorse a product. So that's how it works. And, th- and people are putting this sort of melon on their face. I mean, you might as well stick it, stick your face in, in, a, in a, I don't know, I'm trying to think of anything else that you could stick it in that would be akin to a watermelon, I suppose. Well, that reminds me of a very strange film I saw once. But anyway, all of that to one side. I'm thinking, well, they're obviously coming up with anything. And the reason being that the beauty industry is worth billions billions. And then, of course, they come up with the usual old things. Listen, you don't need to spend £49. We've got an offer today at £19. I'm thinking, yeah, if you're selling it for 19 quid, probably costs you a pound. Allow 50p for packaging. You're looking at a pot of cream worth about £1.50. Because if you sell it too cheap, people won't, won't go near it. Make it very, very expensive, and it's a limited market, so you've got to hit the target market. And the target market for women is they will spend between nineteen ninety nine and £40 on a face cream. That they would think. And then somebody would say, this should last you six months. And this is a dermabrasion. And this matches this one here, also made out of the melon. And you can buy the whole lot. Normally, it's £119, but today, it's only £49. And you think, by God, you are ripping them off, aren't you? Because if you were selling it for 119 quid, you're making about ten times as much profit. But people buy it because they seriously believe. You shove this gunk on your face and it's going to make you look like Cindy Crawford. My friend Brian used it and he doesn't want to look like Cindy Crawford. And, and he's, he's rapidly turning now, you know, because he's got addicted to melon. He can't go round a, a, a fruit shop because every time he goes near the melons, it starts looking a bit embarrassing because he sort of picks them up and goes, they've got such smooth skin. Well, I've never seen a melon with a smooth skin. They're all rough as heck. So my advice is don't go anywhere near any of these things. Terrible. Oh, on our how low... I'm not giving that away. I'm sick to death of giving away decent things on the how low. It's really doing my head in. I had an argument with them the other day in the how low department here, which I found. Huh? I found the how low... De- the eighth floor, the how low department. I get it. You've got to go through the cobwebs, because nobody's ever complained to it. You have to go through, and there, was, and there was some poor... And I said, are you the how low department? He said, yeah. I said, will you stop with giving us these prizes every day? I said, I'm sick to death of it. I said, people are winning things for pennies. And he said, well, that, that's the whole... I said, well, I'm not having it anymore. What are we giving them today? A Samsung netbook and a digital camera from Samsung. I said, what, two prizes? He went, yeah, two. I said, you're off your trolley, aren't you? I mean, I'm, frankly, you know, I, I would pay full price for the Samsung netbook and the digital camera. The netbook is small, light, and yet very powerful, as you know. The battery life is up to seven hours. I said, S- why can't we have the one where the battery life is 35 minutes? The digital camera is 10 megapixels, so every picture, clear and sharp. I said, we're not giving those away for pennies. He said, you are. I said, I'm not doing it. He said, you will. So I'm having to do it. I don't want to do it, but I'm having to do it. Lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Bids in by 6pm today. Text LBC, then your bid in pence. If you think it's going to go for, say, pound eighteen, you text LBC 118... And then send that to treble 821. The bid will cost pound fifty. It's embarrassing, isn't it? Plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 6pm today. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. And thank you very much indeed to Paul and Ryan for sending in some pictures for the Rogues Gallery, which we're going to be doing very shortly. The only reason they haven't uh, put the new pictures up is because AIDS not here at the moment. But uh, 
But he's, he's only just back from his holidays, but the trouble is he didn't actually put any sun cream on, so he can't move. And he's a little bit traumatised. His skin started bubbling. and We've had a nightmare in the office. We have to coat him with sort of calamine lotion every morning and then sit him in the chair, and he can't move all day. As to ask if he wants to go to the toilet or anything like that. So he will get round to doing it once his hands start moving again. And also, guess who's joined? Steve! 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 On the uh, iPhone front, none other than Paul. He said it's wonderful. Two-year contract on O2, and I love it. So I've now got two iPods and an iPhone. Fantastic. He says, uh, thank you for mentioning uh, Reiner and his other half. <coughs> he says, you mean Paul and German thing, surely. He says, he loved the fact you got a mention, and I didn't on Sunday show. <laughs> I was having a senior moment. Uh, so we'll, we'll pass the pictures on, and then hopefully we'll put some new ones up there. Somebody else said to me the other day, what about Gran Canaria? And I went, oh, not Gran Canaria. Paul and Reiner didn't rate it very much. It's, it's on its downers, as they say. On their uppers is, uh, is the music. And the good news that Dawn has won more tickets. She's won another competition. Are you paying people or something? I, mean, I don't understand. She wins competitions. She must be the luckiest person going. Would you like to give us the lottery numbers for this, uh, this coming Wednesday? Because it's a rollover. Seven and a half million pounds. It's nice. Not as nice as the man who won the Italian state lottery, and he won 157 million. Unfortunately, he's got a bit of a problem. What do they have in Italy? They have the mafia. And apparently, one of the mafia bosses has already come to him and said, We want 30%. He's had to go into hiding. Because unfortunately, in a lot of little villages, La Cosa Nosy Nostra thing uh, run it. So they know who he is. They, well, it's supposed to be anonymous, but of course, yeah. I mean, the trouble is, it's, it's almost, it's like the, who, who runs all of the garbage collection in New York City? The Mafia. The Mafia run the whole of the garbage collection. They, they could bring New York to a standstill if they wanted to. That's what they do. In London, they don't seem to be here. I think we had the triads, didn't we, in Soho? We had that, and they were running the pornography and everything else. Then the Maltese came. I don't know where we are at the moment. I've got no, it could be my Auntie Enid running it. I've got no idea. 14 to 6. <laughs> These are the headlines. The FA has condemned violent clashes between football fans in which one man was stabbed in the chest. Fighting started outside Upton Park last night and West Ham were taking on Millwall in the Carling Cup. Police are criticising green campaigners for not revealing where an anti-global warming event will take place. A climate camp is being set up somewhere in London from lunchtime today, but officers still don't know where it'll be. Plans to build a new rail line between London and Birmingham are expected to be announced later. It's thought Network Rail will outline a detailed business case for trains to run at speeds of over 200 miles an hour. Woo! Blimey, that's fast. With the travel for you this morning, it's lovely Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve Allen. That's a very fast train, isn't it? Very fast. That's faster than we can even go on B roads in this country. <laughs> in my car. Right, yeah, your car. <laughs> uh, M4, still closed London bound because of the overnight roadworks at Junction 3 at Head. Point three. Morning, everybody. 12 minutes to 6. Oh, good news. You know, we mentioned the Cranberries yesterday. Ha! Huh, huh. Ha! They're only reforming because we mentioned them on the programme and they're going to be doing some gigs, I think, in North America and then eventually, I think, something here. I'm trying to find out at the moment. Dolores is not taking phone calls. It's all gone a bit sort of pear-shaped. And I'm trying to find out exactly where they're doing them. But tickets will go on sale very shortly. And uh, this will be the final, you know, reforming and, um, and getting back together. So that's good news, isn't it? The Cranberries... Much excitement in the office this morning. The Cranberries are getting back together. Most people in the office haven't got the faintest idea who they were. But anyway, Michael's very happy about it, so that's all that matters. Frank says, talking to face cream, I've tried them all. The best one on the market is from our Joan Collins at Harvey Nicks. Some people say just a jar of Pond's cream is enough. 
I've got uh, Shiseido. I've got, what have I got? Estee Lauder. I've got everything. I've got everything. Everything. Ian says, after you filled your melon with vodka, you could scoop it out, eat it, and then use it as a rain hat. Lovely. And Vipin says, the Meerkats advert, in my opinion, is the best and the funniest ever. I'm always on the lookout to see if they can do more in other funny situations. <laughs> I love it. It's the best advert ever. You can never say it's racist. Oh, people are just so stupid nowadays. Turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek. How they get through life, I've got no idea. They must hate comedy shows, you know, where sort of, you know, people talk like this. You know, and we go, oh, you're... I'm trying to do accent I was doing then. It doesn't make any difference, does it? Because we do Geordie accents, we do Irish accents. How are you? You know, and that's... Because otherwise, that's what impressionists would go out of business, wouldn't they? I'm sorry, you are offensive to Latvians. Well, be offended. Don't really care, actually. Uh, another one here. Yesterday... Oh, this is from Dawn, saying she, she won tickets to this Friday's Noah and the Whale show at the Fly Bar in London. I don't know how she manages it. I've really got no idea. And uh, she says... Uh, hope Steve Hargrave enjoyed it. Uh, this was at the uh, the Green Man Festival. Uh, it was in Wales. Lucky thing, she says. But he will be here for the gig guide today. And uh, we've got one one piece of music apparently I'm going to hate. And um, and one piece of music I'm going to absolutely love. So we'll find out a little bit later. Noreen says, I saw the Strictly Come Dancing Stars announced. I've never heard of some of them. You and me together, Noreen. I don't know how we, we cope. Is it boat trip day today? Is it boat trip today? I do hope so. Coming up with Nick Ferrari this morning, Gordon Brown finally breaking his silence on the Lockerbie bomber. But do we know what he really thinks on the matter? Nick doesn't think so. Speaks to a political commentator and psychologist to find out what the Prime Minister's up to this time. And the woman who's believed to have had more surgery than anybody else in the world tells Nick why she thinks the TV presenter looks good. This is, um... This is, um... Oh, what's her name? I can't remember. The, um... Who's the woman who's had all the surgery? Cindy Jackson, that's it. But, I mean, she, she's not had the most surgery in the world. She just tells everybody she's had the most surgery in the world. The most surgery would probably be Michael Jackson. And yet we can't talk to him, admittedly, at the moment. And the other one would have to be um, the Bride of Wildenstein. She's had the most surgery. It's certainly not Cindy Jackson, who just publicises uh, a cosmetic surgery place. My advice is, don't go anywhere near cosmetic... Unless you need it for medical reasons, don't have it done. You really don't, because once you start having it done, you, you need to have it done more often. The earlier you have it done, the more you will need to have it done. They're also going to be talking about, is the end nigh for the London Black Cab? God in heaven. That'll get the things going. Is the coffee even worse today? Or is it vile? There's something the matter with our coffee machine. Recently. Oh, God, it's vile. It's so revolting, isn't it? It's something the matter with it. It's bitter. It's horrible, isn't it? I don't like it. We're not going to drink it. That is disgusting. We might have to have a cup of tea, I think. Yeah, does that machine dispense water? Hmm. I've got a tea bag somewhere once I've found the blooming thing. Isn't it horrid? Yes, I have. I brought one tea. Oh, the coffee's yuck. Mind you, they always say coffee gives you... Oh, I tell you the other day. Oh, my friend Graham got very upset. Very upset. Very angry. Twice now he's had to walk out of Starbucks because there's only been one person serving. You go in there and for some reason... Now, I don't know if it's indicative of other nations. It's a bit the Spanish thing. It's a bit manana. It's a case of, listen, you want a cup of coffee? Well, we just take our time doing it. There's no... They don't realise that in the morning... People want to get in there, get a cup of coffee, they've got buses to catch, they've got to be at work, they've got to be, you know, all sorts of things, and they don't care. Yesterday we go to Starbucks, as per usual, and there's, two, there's only one girl serving. There's supposed to be two on in the morning. Now, there is two on, but one's out the back, and she's not coming out, for whatever reason. So, very, so the girls go, so Graham, being sort of fairly vocal, is, are you by yourself this morning? Uh, no, she's, I, I, oh, Marty. 
Anyway, she calls out to her. Anyway, she just totally ignores her. By this time, there's eight people queuing for a cup of coffee in the morning. Now, the day before, we'd actually been into Starbucks. Again, they were sorting out something, and they just, you know, the queue stands there. We're like complete bozos, must be standing. So we walk out, we go to Coffee Republic. Three times he's done this now, because they can't get their act together. Now, somebody needs to kick bottom in Starbucks. I don't know if it happens in your one, but in our one, now, whether it's Polish or whatever it is, there's no rush. But in the morning, you want your cup of coffee and you want it quickly. I said to the two women standing behind us, I said, I'm terribly sorry, I don't think they really care about you anymore. You know, and if, if we sort of vote with our feet, we go elsewhere. We've had this trouble before. And then it goes all slack again. Sorry? I wonder what on earth it was. That's the bag. Exciting, isn't it? Making our own... T- this coffee is... Revo- take it away. Horrible. That's really funny. Isn't it horrible? Yes, I wonder what it is. Why it's all gone horrible. Cheap beans or something. I don't know. It's supposed to be, whatever, Lavazza or something. Yeah. Somebody must drink that, but it ain't me. Anyway, and so uh, yesterday, so there's eight of us standing in the queue, and um, this girl's still not coming out from the back. Eventually she comes out. No, I would expect an apology. Oh, sorry to make you all wait. We've all been standing there for five minutes. So, you know, management, Starbucks, start kicking some, uh, some bottom in there, because otherwise you're going to lose customers. You know, and it's ridiculous. Mind you, can you imagine people complaining about a lower low, Steve, says Stephen Arlington. Can you imagine... So, I'm here. Yeah, exactly. People doing French accent. Well, everything. It's, it's fantastic. You know, it's wonderful. Um, it is, actually, the, everybody's saying exactly the same thing. The Meerkats is the funniest advert on the television. I look forward to the, to the scenarios all the time. I absolutely love them. I just think it's... Some people think it's a real person. Alan Dodgen thinks it's a real person. I've tried to explain to him it's a talking meerkat. It's not quite the same sort of thing. Uh, Roy says, I use pile ointment for my face wrinkles. No, no, you know you're not supposed to do that. We've told you about that before. It goes under your eyes. It's not a face cream. And, and Dee says, maybe all the Brits should complain about the Scots, the Cockney, Hooray Henry's uh, accents. Don't think those of us with old uh, RP dialect can complain. It's funny, isn't it, how people complain about this? It's uh, dreadful. Ian says, uh, what did you say about black cabs? Was it about them only able to work eight hours a day? Or is the tax man on their back? No, they, they, they think the, the black cabs are, are going out. The black cabs themselves bringing in foreign cabs. Foreign cabs. Cheaper. Much, much cheaper. Very, very good indeed. Very good cabs. And you get more, more people in them. Some people like the traditional cabs. And some people like the other ones. So, to be honest with you, I couldn't give a stuff either way. As long as the person's licensed and they know where they're going, it kind of suits me down to the ground. Uh, also coming up this morning with uh, Nick Ferrari, have we finally beaten the recession? Apparently, it's getting a lot better. A lot better. As I say, they will be talking about um, Cindy Jackson, who is now down as a singer-songwriter. Yes, right. <laughs> we'll ponder on that one a bit later, I think. Uh, Steve, can you wish my sister Jennifer from Westrum a very happy birthday today, being the 26th of August? My other sister, Helen, will be listening to the podcast in Toronto later. More than two million downloads now of this programme. We're very happy. Thank you very much indeed for that. If you go to lbc.co.uk, learn about podcasting. Change your life forever. Change your life forever. So, Jennifer from Westerham, many, many happy returns of the day. Hope you have a lovely day. Of course, if it's one of those big birthdays, then uh, you kind of go, I really don't want to talk about it. I really don't want to talk about it. Uh, Simon says, Piers Morgan is one of three judges on America's Got Talent. He's the mean one who says they can't sing or buzzes them off. The other judges, oh, I've seen it. Sharon Osbourne and uh, David, (coughs) I'll have a little drinky-poos, Hasselhoff. Um, I love Piers as a judge on this. 
He's the only real judge. You see, the trouble is, but the Americans are not used to that kind of thing. They don't like that kind of thing. They, they, do, go into, they do go into meltdown a little bit. Um, so, and also, Piers Morgan is not qualified to talk about this kind of thing. He's not in showbiz. He doesn't know anything about it. There was a piece in the paper the other day. They said, uh, you know, it was cab drivers speak. And some cab driver had written in saying, I had Piers Morgan in the back of my cab the other day, and he was snogging the face off his young girlfriend for the whole trip. I thought, well, I didn't think Silly was that young. Anyway, 84850, uk. Very quickly, let's, uh, let's bring ourselves up to date with some more of your uh, email, emails and text. And one here from Phil, who says, Can I sue all the adverts which use an English accent? I could do with the money. <laughs> yes, I think so. I think so. Um, another one another one here, and this is from Paul. It says, I've had the 3G iPhone since it came out and recently convinced my girlfriend Jane to buy the new 3GS model to stop her moaning at me for playing with mine all the time. I love it. I mean, I have to be honest, I, I do love it. I really love it. I was the ninth person to watch the Phil Blacker boxing video. My money's on the primary school teacher, says Alex. Because <laughs> if you want to see what he looks like, you go to LBC... Sorry, you go to YouTube... And just type in Phil Blacker, and uh, and then you can see Phil training for this boxing match. Really good, actually. Really, really good. We'll actually put put a link on the on the blog to it. It's good. Uh, Steve, the Cranberries in North America. But how will the audience be able to hear the music above the din created by all those loud North Americans? Because they are loud. I love Americans, though. I love them. I think they're loud. I think they're very they're very positive most of the time. Johnny predicts that the black cabs will end up with the beef heaters at Tower Hill as a novelty within ten years. We had a good run, he said, but things change. And earning seven grand a week has long gone. Tax? That's for little people. Remember Leona Helmsley said that? That was that famous quote in America. Tax, she said. She owns a string of hotels, or she did. She's dead now, I think. And it said, no, tax is for little people. So they put her in prison just to show her what little people look like, which was quite funny. It is a boat trip today, says Noreen. I thought so. Brolly, Wellies and Max. Or according to some of my listeners, you hollow out a melon and stick it on your head. God knows what we're all going to look like. But uh, it's brolly day, I'm afraid, because the heavens are going to open and you're all going to get very, very wet. It's LBC. The new and exclusive perfect range of 12 CD. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Steve Allen's early breakfast, LBC 97.3, uh, 84850. Starbucks, apparently, Steve, are firing staff because they have problems to compete with cheap coffee from McDonald's. We don't, you see, uh, we don't have a McDonald's in, in Twickenham. Our one closed due to lack of interest. He says, don't blame the Polish girls for understaffing. No, they weren't understaffed. It was, there's two on. She was out the back. But when they do come out, they seem to have a different mentality. It's a case of there's no particular rush. But the Brits, you know, in the morning, you want your cup of coffee. And if there's a queue and, they, and there's one girl having to do the till and make the coffee... It's got nothing to do with the fact they're Polish, but it's, it's the fact that there are two on. It's just that there's one sitting out the back, twiddling her thumbs. You think, there's a queue of eight people out there. You know, get out there, because they're all customers. It's as simple as that, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, uk. Apparently Big Brother is still going on, although, to be honest with you, I've got no idea who's watching it. I catch a little bit at the weekend, and I'm, you know, but uh, now we've got rid of the vile B... I've suddenly realised... I mean, people keep going on about this guy called Siavash and everybody fans... Ulrika Johnson. I think he's absolute rubbish. And I'm sick to death of little Brazilian queen. He's getting on my nerves. He's getting on my nerves. There's nobody... There's that other woman who sits there, who's on benefits, who, who, with all tattoos, the shaven head and the earrings, and just smokes. She doesn't do anything else apart from smoke. 
I mean, is there something else in life apart from smoking? Obviously not, I'm afraid. Uh, right, so, what have we got in this uh, part of the programme? More from the papers. If you miss the, the rundown of the Strictly Come Dancing, there's uh, somebody who's banned from Wimbledon for cocaine use. There's a couple of irritating BBC people. Uh, there's an ex-boxer at 37. Linda Bellingham, uh, who was the OXO lady, but I mean, it was so many years ago. Joe Wood is going to do it. Uh, Natalie Cassidy, because she wants to be beautiful, so, plus loads of other people from EastEnders. And to be honest with you, I couldn't really care. They're all doing it for 30,000 quid, and that money's coming out of the licence fee, which you're paying. I wouldn't mind, but um, I don't really want to see Natalie Cassidy being dragged around the floor. I really don't. Oh, I don't know, though. Thinking on it. <laughs> That's the cruel side of me coming out, I'm afraid, this morning. Uh, 84850, uk. And, uh, Steve, call me cynical, but things like the, the new file-sharing clampdown only seem to happen when the government coffers are low. They'll be thinking of all the taxes they'll earn on the sales, salaries and stores selling the music and videos. With pay-as-you-go broadband dongles, this will be interesting to enforce. Thank you, Jamie, at Gatwick. I don't think it's that. I think that uh, Lord Mandelson is seeing how much power he can wield. And the big thing that, uh, that they have no power over, and I bet they'll have some clever lawyers, uh, is to stop people downloading things from other sites. And that's their big problem. And so, as Phil says, how are we going to know which downloads are illegal? Some files are protected by copyright and some by Creative Commons. I'm dead worried, me. I, well, I agree. I agree, because I'm also not, not too familiar with how you know. I mean, I've never downloaded anything like that at all. Uh, Frank says, Cindy Jackson, singer-songwriter. I know. All I, all I knew was she went out with... Who was that woman who used to do the word? Amanda somebody... Amanda Decadene, she went out with her brother Bruno Decadene. And I think he was like 15 and she was 190 or something like that. And I thought that was a bit odd. But then all of a sudden she's down as a singer-songwriter. Well, she certainly wasn't. She was somebody who promoted cosmetic surgery. And this, and uh, you know, and once uh, somebody's got a label, they kind of stick with it. So it's, you know, the person who spent the most money. I mean, there's no, never any proof of anything like this. I mean, otherwise I could set myself up as the person, you know, who can get more words in to a minute's broadcasting than anybody else. I'm not in the Guinness Book of Records, it has to be set. Uh, Andrew says, uh, Starby and Falkirk are about the same when I go for my midweek mocker. <laughs> One of the girls is totally dippy-doo-dah. I love it, a midweek mocker. That sounds quite nice, doesn't it? I quite like the idea of that. Uh, Steve, I haven't texted for a long while, says Lynn, from the kiosk in Clacton, but I still listen every day. Could you mention, if people want something to do Thursday and Friday, the Clacton air show is on, including the Red Arrows. A brilliant day out. P.S. I'm listening with a permanent grin on my face because you're on form today. That's what we like to hear. She's in the kiosk in Clacton. She knows lots of, lots of famous people. Actually, I must, I've got another uh, thing to mention, which is coming up this Sunday, um, the Lady Ratlings Summer Showbiz Fair. And I don't know if there's a... Um, I'll have to find out, actually. Avril, can you let me know? Is this somebody's house address I'm giving out? Cause I'm not happy to give out somebody's uh, house if it's, if, it's, if it's not genuine. So can you just let me know? Please. Is there a website where they've got details of this? I know that the doors open at 12 noon. Anna Karen uh, will open the event. Remember Anna Karen from On the Buses? And also played Peggy Mitchell's sister Sal in EastEnders. She played Olive in On the Buses. She's lovely. Uh, the Order is an all-female organisation, as you know. Princess Anne's companion Rattling. Lovely Bar Windsor is president. And uh, they're the sister organisation to the Grand Altar of Water Rats. So it's 50p to go in. And... Um, 
They've got all sorts of stuff from jewellery, knickknacks, kitchenware, home produce, a raffle, tombola and a bottle stall. But I'll hang on to that, so let me know. It's this coming Sunday, but I just need to know exactly whether or not it's somebody's private house or it's a hall or something like that. OK, so just, just let me know and then we'll, we'll do it the justice which it should have. Uh, Busy says, three years since my father died, an avid LBC listener. Uh, John Malamer. Thomas will always be a wonderful memory, a fantastically humorous man, and uh, lots of love from Bertha, Jackie, Bissy, Vanya, Lisa, and all the grandchildren, Louis and Olivia. So there you go. And thank you, Steve, for, for years of copious laughter. Not too sure about copious laughter. I'm not sure what that means, Bissy. No, thank you very much indeed. So uh, always, we always like to remember people. Always like to remember people. It's 74. Seems like a different era, doesn't it? Seems like a different time. So John's still remembered very fondly by the family, as indeed he should be. Uh, can I also remind you that um, because of transmission uh, dates, which we've got, well, not, not that we've got mixed up, but June Brown was going to be on In Conversation this Sunday. We've already recorded the programme, but we're going to put it out a week Sunday, which means that Vince Hill will be the Sunday, uh, he's going to be the 20th now. Does he know that? Does Vince, oh, he does know that. So, uh, so all fans of Vince Hill, he's going to be on the 20th, and June will now be aired next Sunday, which is the 6th of September, because Alan Cumming is going to be on this Sunday, because the show he's doing, he's only in for nine performances, OK? So we've, we've juggled things around at short notice, but I promise you they're all worth waiting for. And don't forget, you can still podcast them. So that's, that's going to be good news. I mentioned earlier on the, uh, the uh, Strictly Come Dancing. It's another load of people wearing very little costumes, another load of people who are just taking 30 grand for not being able to dance. As I say, the irritant for me, I'm afraid still the irritant, and, uh, still the irritant is Tony Beak. Uh, because, frankly, I just can't get over this man who's just irritating. And I'm just, I don't know why, he's just irritating. He's just irritating. And the other one who's really going to get your goat is Chris Hollins. He's a, a BBC sports reporter who's just irritating. He's just... If you, if you saw him, you'd know. He's just... He's got what some of the BBC have got, which is this smugness. What, they, they sort of do things. They go, oh, right, we'll, we'll do some power. So, oh, I'll do that. I'll do that. You know, oh, cracky, go away. Natalie Cassidy, unfortunately, looking at, uh, here in her, in her picture, which is the... Uh, they've done their photo shoots, a little bit like Eva Perron. After she died. And so there's... <laughs> you thought I was going to be nice, didn't you? Sadly not. Uh, Joe Wood looks quite good. She should do quite well. But most of you've never heard of. You really haven't. I mean, you know, I don't really want to see Joe Calzaki, Zoe Lucker and Ricky Groves. I'm not really that interested. I don't know, I don't know who I'm interested in, actually. Probably none of them at all. I feel terribly sorry for uh, the family of Jonathan Cook. A cheeky little bundle of joy. He was playing round a friend's house. Don't ask me how this happens. But he was playing round a friend's house and the uh, friend had got hold of a, an air rifle. And uh, it, he was uh, hit after running into the line of fire as an older boy took aim at a target. Unfortunately, he was killed outright. And his parents, I mean, they must be absolutely gutted. It, it was, they, they've said here, just a terrible, terrible accident. But it makes you wonder... What sort of parents give their kids air rifles? I'm sorry, I don't care. You know, somebody having a little, you know, years ago, it was a cap gun or something, you went bang, bang, bang. These things fire pellets. You put a pellet in there and you fire it at a target. This thing's got like a night sight on it. These things are de these things kill. As in the case of this poor little boy. And so that makes the, uh, the paper today. Tragic story, absolutely tragic. Oh, and what does a girl with the X Factor want for her birthday? I'll tell you after this. <laughs> 
headlines with Katie Radley. Thank you. Ten people have been arrested after what police are calling large... Point three. Steve! 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 Sorry. I had to do it because I love the advert on the television. Uh, it's Steve Hargrave. Good morning. <laughs> what was that? That was scary. Have you seen that advert on the telly? Which one's that? It's it's uh, it's advertising a wildlife program, and and it's this. It looks like a, a meerkat type thing, and it's going. Alan, Alan, Alan. Oh yeah. And then somebody that... goes, no, no, he's called Steve. Steve, Steve, Steve. So uh, one of my very kind listeners has turned it round and put it on YouTube, and now he says <laughs> he says my name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must have a look at that. Oh, that, that explains why. Uh, I, I, now you say it, I remember it, but everyone at the uh, went to Green Man Festival over the weekend, and mm. well, and people were saying that Alan, Alan. Yeah. Alan, Alan, Alan! <laughs> it's so... Around, going, Alan, oh. Alan! Sounds even go. better when it says my name. I'm very happy about that. Listen, oh, I'm, we like we, that. I'm a little bit late coming to you, as you can well imagine. Sorry about that. OK. But, we'll, uh, we'll, so we'll, we'll plod on and kick off with Whitney. With Whitney, yeah. Whitney Houston is, uh, is back, by all accounts. Uh, I, d- I don't know. How, are you excited? Are you excited about this? Have you missed... Care less. Well. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like Whitney. I think she's nice. I mean, I think she's had her sort of drug problems and stuff like that. And presumably she's emerged through the other side. Yeah, well, it was interesting to see with the comeback albums is to firstly whether they are any good and secondly whether people actually want to buy them, whether people care anymore. Uh, but, you know, I, I have a listen. She's basically streaming the entire album on her website now. So it's, it's worth a listen to see exactly whether you think it sounds like Whitney Houston involved. Because we all know Whitney Houston songs, yeah. but not necessarily saying I'll go out and buy this album, but... Um, she is back. We'll have a little listen to one of them now. This is going to be the first single. The album's called I Look To You. Um, it's all very slick and polished, and uh, this one's a bit more upbeat, the first song off of it. It's not out till October, the album, but the first single is this, and it's called Million Dollar Bill. Obviously not. <laughs> See, she's gone with this new direction. She's obviously, she's obviously busy. She's so awestruck. She's on the programme. She's, uh, she's dried up. It's not playing so for some go. reason. She goes, she goes with that new style, and it's, it's very quiet. Oh, um, I wasn't sure how it was going to come in. It's a bit really. avant-garde. It's a little bit, you know, <laughs> but yeah. a bit arty, an album of silence. Yes. Um, but it's her statement. Uh, Unfortunately, but... the, uh, it, the, the, the computer's just not, not playing it. <laughs> Played it <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Has it got taste? Is it, is it... Well, it's, well, it's a shame, really, because I was looking forward to hearing that one. Oh, wait, right, the... gonna... You think? No. No, no, no. What, about, do what it. about next one? Are we going to get any no, more? No, it's, it's not playing it. Should we, should we try the next one and see if we have any, any more luck with... Oh, it's not playing any of them. They see their... Oh, Burley's not, not playing, it's jammed. Tastometer is I'm out. I'm ever so sorry. Computer shut down. I'm ever anyway, so sorry. We're not Houston playing any music. Dot... Do you want to sing? WhitneyHouston.com, presumably. Yes, I... I was waiting for this moment. <laughs> I want to dance with somebody. <laughs> oh, yes, you're too good. I'll <laughs> harmonise. What key are we in? Uh, <laughs> I've got no idea what key are we in. So t- Somebody was saying the other day, uh, th- th- in fact, we heard it yesterday, and then today it's been confirmed they're going to get back together again, the Cranberries. Yeah, yeah, the Cranberries. And see, it's another one that really doesn't really excite me that much. Oh. But the uh, Dolores, the lead singer woman, had, I think there's an album out of hers, Right now, it only came out last week or the other week. Mm. Um, and it's, it's that thing when you go solo and kind of vaguely diminishing returns, and then you go to everyone comes to your concerts and they want to hear the hits of old. So basically, everyone will do it. I saw uh, Jarvis Cocker over the weekend at Green Man, and there's that great theory that Pulp will uh, reform oh, next God. year. And 
watching him, I couldn't help but think that'll happen. I just felt like everyone wanted to hear the Pope songs. Yeah. And he wasn't doing it, so... Although, strangely he, enough, I mean, he's thinking of reforming. Lots of bands get back together, presumably if the money starts running out. And yet, now we've heard that Oasis are not going to split up. Yeah, the kind of... The, the weird thing, I mean, this, this statement came out yesterday afternoon. That there was a, a massive amount of hype that they were going to split up, because, of course, they didn't... Massive disappointment for people who went to the festival. And yes. Some people listening who just... You get down there, you're really excited about seeing Oasis, and then, then you suddenly hear on the, on the, through, the, through the grapevine of the festival that Oasis had pulled out. But, uh, of course, it just started the rumours. There's a massive thing about them falling out again recently. Uh, the official line was that he had laryngitis, old Liam, so they pulled out. But um, I was surprised that Noel didn't play by himself. He's done that before, yeah. when Liam doesn't turn up, just to sort of make everyone happy, because people pay a lot of money for these festival tickets. Yeah. And then the main man pulls out. But anyway, yesterday they say we're not splitting up. We're just going to take a lot of time off. I thought that's so, what they've been doing for the past few years. <laughs> See, a lot of people split up, and that pretty much is taking a lot of time off. So, Dreadful. yeah, apparently staying together. But look out, I'd imagine next year for mm. Noel's much talked about solo album. Oh God! Um, and Liam's making clothes, which I'm sure you're wearing. Well. He's ma- no the, t- today. Actually, you'd be very proud of me. I'm wearing uh, Sean Coombs today. <laughs> is that who you've gone with today? Uh, that's what I've gone with today. It's a Sean Coombs shirt. Uh, very nice. This is, uh, this is Puff Puff Daddy. Or you're, you're very, Diddy. You are very hip-hop. OK, we right. actually think we, we, we've we got Whitney Houston back. Shall we have a little listen? Give OK, sing go for it. Oh, wait a minute. No, we're not sure now. You think? You want to try it? Try it? No. No, it's not going to work. OK. It's, it's, it's a great radio, isn't I, it? I nearly got a bit <laughs> excited then, and I thought, you know, to be honest with you, I've taken people up, I've taken them down again. <laughs> The sound of us trying and the man that desperately pressing a button. I know. Well, it's going to be excited going, oh, it was on mute, it's going to play. No, it's not. So I think now we won't, we won't bother playing it at all. Well, we, exactly. We've given, we've given up on them. Yeah. Uh, now, well, this, I must point week. out, this Saturday, Sunday is the Reading Festival. Yeah, well, I, I'm not, I think I'm not going this year. I oh, you not? Gary's year. going. Uh, is he? Yeah. Oh, see, uh, he's, he's still cool. I think I've got too old now. I think that's the problem. Reading's for kids. Reading's oh, for is young it? people. Oh. Yeah. Me, too old. But Arctic Monkeys, Radiohead, Kings of Leon headlining. Not not bad lineup actually. Yeah. Um, Radiohead released a couple of tracks recently. Always very good to see, obviously. Kings of Leon, good. Arctic Monkeys' new album, pretty good. Quite like that. But um, it's, it's too too young for you, Reading, is it? Too, it's too young for me. Uh, oh. But uh, I, I go to Green Man now. This is where I go. I go to these <laughs> sophisticated festivals where we sit around and read The Guardian. And that <laughs> <sort of laughs> but, but you are you are sleeping in a tent, aren't you? I was sleeping in a tent <gasps> and I'm still suffering, Steve. Oh, I don't know how you can do I it. I can't be doing with that anymore. No, it's not for us. Uh, we need a hotel. We need a hotel, please. Or a Winnebago. <laughs> oh, you know what? I would pass some really nice caravans when I was down there. Mm. Got massive caravan envy. I've just always <laughs> really want to go in somewhere nice and warm. Oh, they're lovely. They have proper showers, they've got fridges, everything. I know. They've really oh. got a really huge thing. Yes, really, really um, nice, actually. Don't need caravans if you're going to get loaded in the park. That's the big one happening in Clapham, uh, Clapham Common Saturday and Sunday. Get loaded in the park is more your dancey kind of thing. Right, oh, that's um, right. I can, I can do dancing. And yeah. you can come home at the end of the day, so. <laughs> Which is nice. Um, and Ian, yeah. Ian Brown. Ian Brown's announced new, new UK shows. Yeah, he's, he's got a new album out called My Way, which I think rather jokingly he's been saying is heavily influenced by Michael Jackson, just to get some press. I can't see it's going to be massively influenced. Uh, but he's playing at Brixton Academy on December the 4th and the 5th, right. if you're a Stone Roses fan. And uh, when's it out? September the 28th is the album. Tickets on sale tomorrow 
for this show. So. Interesting. I was reading a piece in the paper the other day that Peter Andre, because Muhammad Ali's coming over to the country to raise money for his favourite charities. I don't know Peter why. Andre wants to meet him. Well, no, Peter Andre is going to be singing to him. I thought oh, Muhammad Ali won't have the faintest it? idea who Peter Andre is, and Peter's going to be singing his new single. I thought, oh, how awful for Muhammad Ali. Hasn't the poor guy suffered enough? He's suffered enough in his life. He doesn't need to have this push. Mind you, I suppose the worst thing could have been Pete and Katie doing a duet. I mean, that really <laughs> would send him on his way to the happy hunting ground. That's it. That old single was, uh, didn't do quite as well as they wanted. They really wanted the number one, didn't they, with all the uh, promotion they were doing of Andre's single. Yeah. But, uh, Number four, I think. It yes, it, it only broke in at four, so it's, it's dropping down even as we speak. Yeah. The trouble is, I always think if the first one comes in at number four, the second one's going to come in nowhere near that. Yeah. Because yeah. generally, that's how it works in the chart. Had he come in at number one, then probably the next one could have been a number one. But I don't think... Oh, the news has just come in, actually. I must tell you that uh, the US Senator Edward Kennedy has died. Now, he was, he was very ill. He had a brain tumour a short while ago, and they were only saying they weren't sure how much longer he had to live. So I'll just, just throw that in quickly. We'll have an update on the news in a moment. But, uh, no, so P- Peter Andre singing for poor Muhammad Ali. It's not right. It's not right, is it? I mean, couldn't they have come up with something better? I saw some of his shows the other day. I was Did you watch it? Him. He's trying. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he is actually very trying. The tr- he, came, he came into Sky. He was on Sky News yeah. uh, in the morning. But he was... Everyone wanted to go and get his autograph and have photos, uh, which I thought just sort of encourages him. I don't know that everyone then went out and bought the single that really wanted yeah. to have photos. The trouble is, I mean, I'm not sure I really want to encourage him. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's, a, nice, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy, but frankly, all he is... God in heaven. I've got no idea what that is. We'll lose that and we'll say, Steve Hargrave, thank you very much. We're getting, like, voices from the other world today. If ever you wanted to believe in the fact that little green men are operating, they're quite clearly working within the system. How spooky was that? LBC 97.3 Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. 26 minutes to seven. More of your texts and emails coming in a moment. Before that, it's the fabulous uh, racing and the sports news with our sports editor, Phil Blacker. Good morning. Uh, well, West Ham's uh, Carling Cup victory over Millwall has obviously been marred by the crowd violence you've been hearing about in the news. Uh, the Hammers came from behind to win the second round tie 3-1 after extra time. Junior Stanislas scoring just before the end of the 90 minutes to force the extra period. Then netting a penalty, both prompting pitch invasions, though. Zavon Hines got the Hammers third, but manager Gianfranco Zola was more concerned by the crowd scenes. I've never seen anything like that before, and so I don't know. We cannot close an eye, obviously, but I'm sure there will be inquiries and they will try to make sure that, uh, that the situation is, is sorted. Elsewhere in the Carling Cup last night, Watford also went to extra time but lost 2-1 at Leeds. QPR, there were 2-1 winners at home to Accrington Stanley. Tonight, Spurs go to Doncaster and at Leighton Orient are at home to Premier League Stoke. Arsenal take a 2-0 lead into the second leg of their Champions League qualifier with Celtic tonight. A place in the group stages with millions of pounds is at stake and the Gunners are now clear favourites to go through. Celtic warmed up with a 5-2 win over St Johnston in the SPL at the weekend. But manager Tony Mowbray says Arsenal are a different proposition entirely and they know what to expect after last week's meeting. I think you can feel the quality of the opposition. We could feel it last Tuesday night and um, you've got to be total, totally respectful of, of the talent they have and understand that they're going to have lots of possession. 
Jolyon Lescott has finally completed his move to Manchester City from Everton. He signed a five-year contract at Eastland with a fee thought to be around £24 million. The player at the centre of rugby's Bloodgate scandal says the club tried to bribe him into not revealing details of the incident. Harlequins winger Tom Williams is starting a four-month ban for chewing a fake blood capsule to secure an emergency substitution. He says Quinn's promised him a new contract, a testimonial and extra holidays in return for keeping quiet. Revelations which could prompt the RFU to take further action against the club. Andy Murray has been seated second at the US Open next week. The British number one just behind world number one, uh, Roger Federer, with a draw made tomorrow. Play starting on Monday. Danara Safina heads the seedings in the ladies' competition just ahead of uh, Serena Williams. And there are three race meetings today. They go at Air, Catterick and Warwick. And Steve Allen's racing tip is next. LBC 97.3. Steve Allen. Oh, 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 oh. We've had a look at you on YouTube. Have you? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's been edited. Andy phoned me this morning. Very excited. Very excited. <laughs> he, he said it's up on YouTube. So just, just go to youtube.com and uh, then type in on the search Phil Blacker. And uh, there is footage. Very good looking on film. <laughs> very good looking. <laughs> I said that this morning, actually. I was very impressed. No, you look very good. Even Until about halfway through. <laughs> and then it goes uh, downhill. Yeah. Well, it, it was worth watching, though. Very good. It was what definitely good. So? Very entertaining. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try to get you to double figures by the end of the day of people watching. We're going to put a link on the blog. Yes. So people Excellent. can sort of, you know, enjoy you time and time again, <laughs> as it were. However, we didn't enjoy you yesterday in the horse racing. Uh, Alex, we celebrate because Fuzzy Cat won. Mm, I saw that, actually. And uh, Tote returned £10.40, profit £8.40. Nice. That was a good one. So his total losses are £29.87. Your comedy hall, second. I know. The what second did I say places. yesterday? What did I say? Go each way. Mm. Doesn't matter. What did I say? The price would go down. Yeah. And it did. I it think did. it was about six to four in the end. Yeah. Even so, a, a, f- a couple of pennies <laughs> in your pocket is better than nothing, I've always said. You lost two pounds. Total loss now, £54.07. So today's shot in the dark, Alex says, is the five o'clock at Warwick. Broad Cairn, win only. Broad Cairn. Okay, I'm going for the four o'clock at Warwick. Uh, Kalam Khalil. I think oh, I like the sound of that. Mm. Kalam Khalil. Yes. Very exotic. Sounds like a winner. It does sound like a winner. I see somebody with a scimitar in one hand, <laughs> and a, you know, the Kalam Khalil of wherever it is. All right, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Yes. There you go. We'll, we'll pop those up on the, on the website later, but mm-hmm. don't forget to check out YouTube. You can see what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> or not. You can watch him training to be boxing and you can make your own comments. Just remember it. that um, when I look exhausted halfway through, I was just playing it to the camera. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all acting. All so it's, none of it's real. <laughs> yeah, right. When you see him sweating, that was real sweat. None of this. It didn't come out of a bottle where they go, okay, Phil, we'll just sort of do a little bit of this. You, <laughs> if only. You, I know. It looked quite tough, actually. <laughs> I don't understand tough. how to be boxing. You have to squat down and then jump up in the air holding a ball. Mm. It's all. Uh, What's that for? That's for fitness. So, right. so when it comes it's to the actual fight, out, I they? know they have. <laughs> that that part was just ridiculous. Oh, it's painful. exhausting. That was awful. I, I did I did uh, training for the um, telethon years and years and years ago, and we did it at the Barbican Fitness Centre, and and it was exhausting because our our trainer was obviously he was a cyclist, mm. and every day before we went in, I just thought we'd do some things. No, we had to do circuits to warm ourselves up. I said, yeah. why don't we just sit in front of a radiator? <laughs> what is the point of all this warming yourself up? And then we done that, and then we did rowing. And then you do your circuits again at the end. Oh, that's was, that's the killer. I tell you, you came off. You actually were, were quite grateful to go home, mm. not sleep well. <laughs> I after it. I was exhausted. 
but I was eating frozen yoghurt. It's the only thing you can sort of force down. And you sort of, you, you, you stand in the showers, hanging onto the top of the shower, because you've got the strength to stand up. <laughs> I know, the feeling. And, the, and these, these things where you have to do the rowing machines, yeah. so we'll just do 20 minutes on this today. Ah, over my dead body. <laughs> Which it was practically. So, so now you know. When, when you see Phil training on YouTube, now you'll know how difficult it is. Yes, exactly. It's tough, isn't it? You, I, it it is came tough. off, your legs ache. Yeah. I did a walk yesterday, came back, and the back of my legs ached. Really ached. And the next day as well. It's, yeah. It hits you even harder. It's like horse racing. Uh, horse racing. Horse riding. When I used to ride horses, you know, the next day you're practically bow-legged. Mm. You know, in between your legs, the chafing. Unbelievable, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. My little jodpers. And anyway, <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Yes. See Thank you, you then. very much indeed. Phil Blacker will be back. So do, do check him out on YouTube. Just type in on YouTube, youtube.com. Type in Phil Blacker. And his is, the, his is the first video up there, and you can have a look at what training looks like. Poor soul, honestly. Poor soul. Thank you to Mark Bentley, who's a producer with the Novel Theatre Company. They've got Carrie's War on at the moment. And you know the other week we had Casey Ainsworth in, Little Mo. She was lovely. And uh, he says, we're, we're only on for a little while longer. He says, only a few more weeks of the run to perform. So go and see it. You'll laugh, you'll cry. It's suitable for all the family. And they're doing Tuesday to Saturday at 730 and Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays at 2.30. OK, so that's uh, Carrie's War at the Apollo Theatre. It's got uh, lovely Prunella scales in it as well. So uh, good luck. Thanks for the, thanks for the invite, uh, Mark. Thanks very much indeed. And uh, good luck for all the uh, productions. But don't forget, I'm, I'm very loath to do this again, but I have to do it. It's in the contract. Ridiculous, isn't it? It's the How Low. But not just for anything today. It's the Samsung netbook. Now, the producer's got one of these. She says she can't live without it. But then she said that about the boyfriend. And a Samsung digital camera. So you get the both together in this fantastic How Low reverse auction. I'm very much against it. Because for pennies, you will get this. It's got seven hours that you can, uh, you can use your Samsung netbook. That's the, uh, that's the battery life. Ideal to carry around town, enabling you to work from anywhere. The digital camera, equally impressive. 10 megapixels. All the pictures come out sharp and clear. Lowest unique bid will win. So if you think it's going to go for 87p, you text LBC87 and send that to 88821. So LBC87 and then your bid in pencil, send that to 88821, OK? And uh, the bid will cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close 6pm today. Must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. And good luck. It's a very nice prize, that one, isn't it? Do give good prizes on these how lows. Very good. Brian in Hampton Hill says, I was scanning the TV channels, caught a glimpse of the Big Brother family. What a shower. An absolute shower. They are, actually, aren't they? They're all just egotistical little nothings. You've seen the ones who've been kicked out, the ghastly bee. Uh, Stephen Croydon says, I'm going to see Pooh Bridge in Ashdown Forest over the bank holiday. Because it's bank holiday this weekend, and yes, I am here on Monday. And it's a slightly longer show. It'll be from five till eight. God, an extra hour. I don't know what we're going to fill it with. Uh, Stuart says, I see uh, Shooting Stars is coming back with Ulrika. Do you not think that programme's an insult to our intelligence? Uh, I never liked Shooting Stars. I never quite understood what it was. I, I really didn't understand it at all. Uh, another one here, and uh, it says, it's not Chris Hollins that tries out the sports on the BBC, that's Mike Bushell. Hollins does the sport during the week. He says, uh, I'm sorry to correct you, as I know you'll permanently remove me from your Christmas card list. Actually, you're quite right, it is, it's the other one, it's Mike Bushell, he's the irritating one as well. Chris Hollins, equally irritating. Why do these people stay doing what they're doing? You're a sports person, stay doing sport. Don't all of a sudden start thinking and develop a personality. Dreadful. I think Peter and what's-her-name will get back before Christmas. I'll put money on it. 
Oh, no. I hope not. I mean, I did think when I watched his uh, programme that that might have been the way they were, they were heading. Have you seen the outtakes of the adverts on YouTube? Very funny. And, uh, and have you heard the story that Diana Vickers, the girlfriend of Nice Earrings Eggnog, is murdering, sorry, playing the lead in the stage show of Little Voice? Very good. And a good idea for Pete Andre to do that advert, as long as he doesn't take his top off and strip to his little white pants again. Yes, we don't want that kind of thing, do we, Paul? Definitely not. Actually, I don't mind him taking it. There was, this was this rumour that Peter Andre could take over uh, from Kerry Katona because she's been dropped by Iceland. Peter, that would really annoy Jordan. That would be so funny. That would be so funny. I'd make sure that every time she walked out, there'd be a shop window with, it, with the advert playing with Peter there. Go, he's a huge star, isn't he? That would really, really annoy her. With a massive cardboard cutout and actually place it outside her so-called mansion, which, I mean, believe you me, it looks like a dog's dinner, uh, of a house, and have it placed over the road. You could have wagons going up and down going, he's a huge star. That would really annoy her. That, that would make us all very happy. We talked the other day about, um, about Cockney rhyming slang. And uh, Ray, Steve, 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 says yesterday you were saying that nobody uses Cockney rhyming slang. Well, for breakfast, I'm going to have a Jack the Ripper and some brown Uncle Ned. Lovely. <laughs> Don't believe a word of it, of course, as you can well imagine. Uh, Steve, says Tom, your daily coffee's not doing it for you the last couple of days. So I'll send you some of Canada's most famous coffee, Tim Hortons. How lovely. Do please. It's really not doing it. I had, to, I had to bring a tea bag down. You know how desperate that must be if Steve Allen brings a tea bag down. Peter says, what sort of parent gives a child uh, one of these guns? Well, do you know, surprisingly, the house is very nice. They're not, they're not a chavy family or anything like that. They didn't... It, well, the, the older son had it. It was his, his gun. He was firing at a target. Unfortunately, the little boy ran in front... And, the, you know, it's not like sort of... It's just a tragic accident. It was just absolutely terrible, I'm afraid. I've been meaning to ask, if a driver sees these motorcycle gem robbers fleeing in the West End, is it OK to knock them off their bikes? Oh, yes, absolutely. Identify the old walking stick in between the old spokes, does it? You know, as they tumble off and you go, ha-ha, got you, you crook. Uh, and Phil Blacker has just been viewed by Noreen. She says, I'm going for a brisk walk as soon as you finish. As we'll be sitting all day. Got a podcast to hear. Steve! 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 News headlines this morning and waiting patient in the newsroom, Katie Radley. Thank you. Ten people have been arrested after riot police had to break up violence. It's going to rain. Take your umbrella. 12 minutes to 7. LBC 97.3 celebrates the film Broken Embraces, a tale of desire, power, duplicity and fate which stars Penelope Cruz. We want to give you the chance to win a deluxe overnight stay in the Millennium Hotel in Knightsbridge, a pair of tickets to see the film Broken Embraces, and dinner in an authentic Spanish restaurant with spending money for travel. To win this fabulous prize, listen to Petri Hoskin this Friday, who's standing in for Jenny Barnett this week from 1pm. And Broken Embraces is in cinemas from August 28th, which is Friday, isn't it? Tomorrow being... Thursday. Do you know I'm brilliant at doing these days? It's marvellous. I'll be doing the ABC next on the programme. Uh, one here. It says, Steve, nice to see the video of Phil. Good to put a face to the voice. Hasn't he got lovely long eyelashes? Oh, scary, scary. Listen, I've we never thought about him having lovely long eyelashes. Uh, Pauline says, on the 30th of June, you very kindly wished me a happy 50th birthday. Well, we sobbed our way through it, I think, as most people do when they get to 50. She said, uh, a milestone, not a millstone. I took your advice and started using the Boots Protect and Perfect. And would you believe it? Not two, but three people have told me how well I look. And one, how young I look. Well, I've been bathing in it for the last six months and I look exactly the same. 
Perhaps it's only meant for people who are 50. You know, me being 27, 28-ish, perhaps it's not really meant for me at all. Uh, Steve, no Whitney. Weird noises. Don't forget, you ask for any ghost to come into your studio. How weird is that? <gasps> that could be it. That could have been... That could have been... We've had a ghost visitation on the programme. All I need now is somebody to do a crop circle in here, and I've got the set. And strange lights in the sky. We did, didn't we? We said, if there's a ghost, visit us. What happened? Whitney Houston and the whole computer, the Burley machine, froze up. And then we got those strange noises on Steve Hargrave's line. Those... As if a voice was trying to speak. Oh, my God, fathers. I've got more power than I thought I had. No, sorry, I thought I was going to hear another voice again. But there we go. Perhaps it was a voice coming through. Somebody used to live in this house. Because I reckon where we are in this house would have been the servants' quarters. And a lot of the servants were treated very badly in these big houses. Really badly. A bit like upstairs, downstairs. Oh, my God, fathers. God knows what's going to happen today. Uh, 84850. Steve, I love you, says Francis. That's all, that's all we need to hear. We don't need anything else apart from that. And um, another one here, very quickly. Quickly, quickly. Uh, I'm sure that I, I saw either Hello OK magazine, Steve, Katie, Katie Price's surprise wedding photos. No, she's, she's, not, uh, she's not getting married. She's also said she's not going to have children with them. But bearing in mind, at the moment, she's, the, uh, she's trying to promote her dreary programme. You know, we're off to... We're going to the polo, because that, I think, starts tomorrow. So she's trying to get some early publicity in. But frankly, you know, chav bird from hell. Who cares? Steve, Chris Hollins' dad is the Chelsea and England 70s footballer Joe Hollins. See, it doesn't mean anything to me. Not, whoosh, over the head, cheeseburger, large fries. Not a clue what you're talking about. Did you know five million Brits have never worked under Labour? Benefit scandal. That's what they're saying on the Express. Two million Brits have never worked in their lives. And, of course, just true to form, the Express have shown you pictures of some of these families. And they look like the sort of families who've never worked. I hate it when people don't work. It drives me mad. There's a poor lady who works over the road from me. And she works in a, in a, in a dry cleaner's. But, of course, it's all right in the middle of winter because it's quite warm and cosy. But in the summer, it must be a nightmare. You know, you're working with steam irons and everything. Oh, dear, the heat. And I, I just don't do heat at all. I really don't do heat. I, I'm, given the choice of freezing to death or suffering in the heat, it's the freezing to death that wins hands down, I'm afraid. Hands down. Um, more in the papers today on uh, Kate Moss. Now, that's what a model looks like. I know you go, oh, no, she doesn't look like a model when you see her. But when she's made up, that's why she's got that look. And you see these pictures here and you realise she's a model. When you see sort of footballers' girlfriends and they go, she's a model. She's not. She's a hairdresser who has her nails done. That's all it is. They're not models. Uh, There's also a cat in the paper today called Tizzy, who apparently is 160 in human years. God, I mean, it looks quite... Yeah, we had a cat the other day. We come back from the walk and it started following us down the road. So I get very friendly with it. You know, I don't like it when cats get too friendly. Uh, how many cat years to one human? Well, that's the point, isn't it? Apparently, um, so one... Wait a minute. I don't know. It doesn't say, actually. Tizzy, well, they, Tizzy's thought to be the world's oldest cat at the age of 37. So 37 makes 160. So we're going to get the calculator out of this one because the abacus has dried up and as we've got ghostly noises coming in the studio. It's all a bit... So you obviously have to multiply them. Um, the current record is held by Cream Puff, who lived to the age of 38 before dying in 2005. And it doesn't look very old, this cat, does it? If it's, if it's 37 in human years, so in, in cat years, then 160 would be in human terms. Unbelievable, isn't it? I'm not sure how that works out, actually. Something very strange. doesn't work out at all. So they say 160. 
160. And there's a big um, panic buy. People have started panic buying ahead of next week's ban on the traditional light bulb. They're getting rid of traditional light bulbs. Boo! Hiss! Boo! Boo! And it comes into force on Tuesday. So people are now buying all these energy-saving light bulbs. Boo! Boo! Thief! Thief! Quite like that, actually. And don't forget to keep sending your photos in, incidentally. Uh, so you can put, we can put you up in our rogues gallery. And as soon as, uh, once as say, poor old Aid, he's been on holiday and we think he's, he's a little bit sort of jammed up at the moment with calamine lotion. So once he's sort of thawed out, as it were, and he can actually have the gift of moving his hands around, he'll be putting them up on the, uh, up on the galleries. One there from, uh, from Alan. Look as though it's a wanted picture, Alan. You look as though the police took it for you while you, while you were in there for something. Uh, thank you very much indeed for that. And um, also in the paper... Oh, Shilpa Shetty is in the paper again. Why? Because Shilpa Shetty wants to educate you, or as I call it, patronise. She wants you to eat good food, so she's launched her own range of curries. If I want curry, I'll go to the local curry shop. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, so she's everywhere, and uh, she's going to be doing poppadoms and everything else. I don't know, she's been out of the limelight a little bit too uh, too much at the uh, moment. Oh, Brian Thur is uh, apparently pouring scorn on Alan Titchmarsh over his supposed lack of musical knowledge, which makes him unqualified to host the proms. Brian, 78, set his sights on Alan, questioning how somebody whose claim to fame is gardening should qualify him as a music expert. Why send him off to the proms, he said. Well, I don't know, Brian. I mean, I think he's fine for doing... He's a presenter. Presenters can do anything. I mean, believe it or not, I, mean, I, I can do uh, sports programmes. And uh, somebody just it's the other day somebody said, "No, oh, no, you, you can't." I said, "I did used to do a, a sports program." Here's uh, Muhammad Ali. His body is racked with uh, Parkinson's. He's going to do his last tour of Britain, and there's a whole load of women who look after him. As I say, the the embarrassing thing is that they're going to let Peter Andre sing for him. Poor soul. Um, also, this is a dreadful story here. A war veteran of eighty-eight refused to give up the fight when a thief tried to steal his car as he tended his wife's grave. Who are these people who, who do things like that? I mean, it's just absolutely awful. Dreadful, dreadful. And uh, police have got a new system in Richmond. If you park in any of their car parks, and as I say, well done to the travellers who've moved into Old Deer Park. It's very exciting for the locals again. But uh, if you leave your car open, the police will open the doors and steal something from it. And what they will do is they will then uh, take it to the local police station, which will be Twickenham. You can go and claim it. So don't think that you've been robbed. I mean, there is the likelihood, of course, you might have been robbed as well. But uh, you have to be very, very careful. And you have to look at, uh, at two stories of the paper today. One about a theme park that's hired shrinks because people's fear of roller coasters. You remember I went on that one down at South End called The Rage. My God, I've never been on anything like that in my entire life. I think it's moved my entire body. But there's a magazine dedicated to these theme parks, which I got sent copies of, knowing the, the editor sent me in. I, I sit down reading it in the bathroom. It's fantastic. And also, there's a lady who cuts dogs to look like anything but dogs. One of them has been cut to look like a buffalo. One looks like a horse, and one looks like a panda. It's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. I promise you, it's, it's well worth checking the, uh, the papers today. Oh, and what are you drinking more of? Pears. Sorry, you're, you're eating more pears and drinking more pears. Oh, and by the way, in case you were worried about it, four and a half years in cat years to one human year. Four and a half. Four and a half. So now you know. Uh, Steve, says this one here, we're looking for a sleigh driver in real Lapland. Do you think Peter Andre would be interested? No, he's far too busy singing and launching his musical career, which is good. Uh, 
Steve, if you're going to get sent some of Tim Horton's coffee, you'll love it. Whenever I go to Toronto, I never go to Starbucks, but only Tim Horton's. See, I've never even heard of it. Is that one of their, their chains over there? Thank you, Barbara. Thank you to all of you for your uh, comments today, your texts and emails. Don't forget to podcast. Don't forget to read the blog as well. Very funny yesterday. And uh, I'm back with you tomorrow morning at the usual time, between five and seven. I'll leave you today in the very capable hands, as always, of Nick Ferrari, right here on LBC 97.3. Imagine I want to go online to do extensive research on something dear to